The key to pushing past writer's block is to start writing and keep writing. Losing momentum while writing is a common problem in business writing. In fact, writer's block is something that all authors struggle with from time to time. Sometimes the words may come too slowly, and other times your search for better phrasing may stop your thinking in its tracks. Your belief that each sentence must be perfect before you can go on to the next might even be making writing a slow and tortuous process for you. According to Peter Elbow, the author of Writing with Power, the main key to overcoming writer's block is to start writing. Instead of waiting around expecting the perfect words to come to you, start writing. Approach the early part of your writing process like brainstorming, fast and uncritical. Instead of pausing to reject or refine an idea, simply jot it down and move on. Perhaps you will build on that idea, or perhaps you will go in another direction. Whichever way, just make a draft, it will give you something to build on and help your create momentum. Most people are comfortable with brainstorming exercises because everyone understands that later you will go back to examine the ideas more critically, discarding some, refining others. Why not do the same thing with writing? As you draft your discussion of a competitor's strengths and weaknesses, make sure you write down everything that comes to your mind. To maintain your momentum and stay focused while writing, you have to separate tasks of writing and editing, and work on each one individually. While you put the draft together, it may be redundant or off on tangents, it may even be full of grammatical errors. But instead of interfering with your thought processes as you set down the ideas, wait until you revise to fix anything. Also, as you write, if you can't think of a word, just use XXX, or think of something close, and underline it, but move on, don't waste any time on it. If you write a sentence you don't really like, underline it or put it in a different color. But don't try to fix it right away. Keep composing, write the next sentence while the juices are flowing. After you're done, you can go back and fix all those passages you've flagged. Now that you're writing faster, you'll have so much extra time that fixing problems will be easy even if you've underlined practically the entire document. Another way to avoid distractions while writing is by turning off your spell checker. The main function of your word processing software to help you write, and not to serve as your instant critic. While you're writing, turn off those features that slow down the production process. After you've finished composing, you can turn them back on and make the necessary changes suggested. It's quicker, easier, and more productive to change dozens of misspellings at once than to continually interrupt yourself while writing. In essence, you can only maintain your momentum while writing if you ignore the mistakes and go back to fix them later after you're done writing. When you separate the tasks of writing and editing, and work on each one, they will feed each other and improve the overall quality of your writing. To win over your readers, you will have to meet their needs. As a business writer, you need to be aware that your audience is made up of people who are content-driven, time-pressed, and in search of solutions. Having this understanding will go a long way in helping you create content that every business reader will find pretty interesting and engaging. It is very important that you catch your reader's attention right from the introductory text. Business readers will judge from your introduction whether the rest of your message or report is worth their time. So start your writing by giving them a clear and obvious reason why they should read it. Use your introduction to establish the relevance and utility of the document as a whole. As illustrated by Barbara Minto in The Minto Pyramid Principle, there are four important elements of an effective introduction. The situation. This is primarily a quick, factual sketch of the current business situation that serves to anchor the reader. The complication. A problem that unsettles the situation in the story you're telling. 
It's why you're writing the message or report. The question. It can be something like, what should we do? How can we do it? Or, what's wrong with what we tried? The question may be implied rather than framed directly. The answer. Your response to the question and your solution to the complication. After you've composed a concise and interesting introduction, it's time to focus on your argument and make the case for the solution you advocate. There are two steps to constructing an interesting argument. First, before you start putting sentences together, diagram your argument and data as small blocks of information. Second, working from the top down, use those blocks to build a pyramid, more or less like a flowchart. The information at the bottom should develop and support the points above. Arranging the pieces of your arguments like this will make the writing much easier, and you will be able to present it in a highly engaging manner. Additionally, to keep the full attention of the readers all through the text, you have to stop trying to impress people with words. When it comes to business, good language isn't fancy, it's only useful. It simply conveys information and ideas without drawing attention to itself. Next, highlight key points at the top of your document, then organize and present the body text logically. Otherwise, your audience won't be able to follow your train of thought. If you're confusing people, you're not persuading them. Finally, remember that you are not writing a murder mystery. So, lead your arguments with your key points. Business readers want clarity, not suspense. Compose your emails in such a way that people will be glad to read them. In the business world, knowing how to write an email that grabs readers' attention is essential. To make sure your email doesn't just drown in the pool of unread messages in the recipient's inbox, you have to keep it relevant, clear, concise, and easy to read. Otherwise, you might as well not be sending any emails at all, because nobody wants to spend their precious time and mental energy wading through irrelevant fluffs of words to get to your point. When it comes to writing an email that people actually read, the first step is to announce what it's about. The only thing you are sure the recipients will read is the subject line. So endeavor to be specific and clear with the subject of your message and make it catchy, as in, revised contract for your review, or, off-site brainstorming notes, using something like, re, 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 as the subject of an important email is not helpful at all. Neither is using, project update. Also, write short and try as much as possible to stay on the topic. If your email is too wordy and unnecessarily long, readers on the run will struggle to digest it. An iPhone or Android smartphone displays about 60 words per screen. So bear in mind that what looks short on the screen of your computer is an epic epistle on a mobile device. Moreover, the best emails are the ones that say one thing and say it clearly. If your email is based on one subject and straight to the point, it will be easier for the recipients to file the messages once they've taken action. People who use Outlook to manage tasks especially appreciate this. Omit useless words in the body of your message and use numbers and other specifics. For instance, the project is currently way behind schedule on major tasks is not as clear as our vendor is three weeks late delivering muffins to Des Moines. Also, words like in fact, personally, I think, actually, literally, etc. are almost always meaningless and unnecessary. Avoid them in your message at all costs. Focus on the strongest argument and make sure you provide context. Do your readers know that your company will lose $37 million if a shipment of muffins doesn't make it to Pittsburgh? If you're not sure, remind them. Should those muffins get shipped right away because a delay is embarrassing for the company, because it's costing children their lunch, or because it's costing the company tens of millions of dollars? All or one of these three reasons will be enough to get the muffins on the road. Furthermore, set the right tone and use formatting to make your message readable.
If your audience is your family, you can make jokes about the dog's tendency to drool on Uncle Phil. If it's the management committee, cut the cute. And to allow readers to scan for your main points, include bolded headings, bullet points, and numbered lists, and insert blank lines between paragraphs. Lastly, make sure you revise your message before sending it. Have you ever bravely sent a message without revising it only to have it come flying back at you with a vengeance? That final round of tightening, correcting, and clarifying can save you a lot of stress and embarrassment. So, don't take it for granted. Losing length without losing meaning, master the art of trimming the fat off your writing. Imagine you got feedback from your boss on the report you worked really hard on for weeks, this is good, but it needs to be a lot shorter, naturally, you'd be frustrated because your boss didn't tell you what to cut or how. And with the way you see things, your report brings together all the information the committee needs to decide on the project. To you, there is nothing extraneous in the report because you're sure you composed it in such a way that every section furthers the argument. This is a very common challenge that crops up in many business settings. For instance, if you need to trim a 150-word product description, squeeze a presentation handout into half of a page, or cut the executive summary of a complex, detailed report in half. So as a business writer, how exactly do you lose the length without losing the meaning? The first step to making your writing concise is to simplify the structure. If your text contains an introductory paragraph that includes one sentence on each point the main passage will make, cut out that paragraph and dive right into your message. Also, make sure you give only as much foundation as you need. Maybe the background information you've written is comprehensive and detailed. But does your audience really need it all to understand your argument and be persuaded? If not, summarize it and move straight to the point. Furthermore, look out for sections that may be unnecessary. Delete anything that clarifies something other than your main point. Secondly, stick to the specifics and be ruthless with the generalities. Specifics are the meat of your argument, while generalities are the carbs. Put your writing on a high-protein, low-carb diet. A crucial anecdote or statistic will stay with your audience longer than generalities and will normally convey a more comprehensive message. Thirdly, make the best use of formatting. Normally, you might be under the impression that illustrations and headings will take much space, but the truth is, they can reduce how many words you need to pass your message across. For instance, headings clarify a report's organization, eliminate the need for topic sentences, create white space, and help readers skim. Also, using tables, maps, diagrams, and boldface type can help you fit a large chunk of information into a pretty reasonable space. Furthermore, downshift your tone by using more contractions. Actually, it's not that changing cannot to can't and will not to won't save so much space, but contractions can help you avoid the long, formal style of bureaucrats. Generally, when it comes to report writing, people tend to adopt a formal, bureaucratic tone. When you write in this manner, you use bigger words, more parenthetical phrases, and more complex sentences. If you shift to a less formal tone by using more contractions, your writing will definitely be shorter and clearer. You can also downshift your tone by speaking directly to your audience, using personal pronouns such as you. Conclusion In business writing, it is highly common to experience a bit of writer's block now and then. Sometimes the words may come too slowly, and other times your search for better phrasing may stop your thinking in its tracks. Your belief that each sentence must be perfect before you can go on to the next might even be making writing a slow and tortuous process for you. Whichever form your block takes, the only way to push past it is to start writing. 
Instead of waiting around expecting the perfect words to come to you, start writing. Learn to approach writing like brainstorming, fast and uncritical. Everything doesn't have to be perfect the first time around. You can always go back to fix the mistakes once you're done with your writing. Get the attention of your readers by using your introduction to establish the relevance and utility of the document as a whole. Highlight key points at the top of your document, and organize and present the body text logically. And always remember that you are not writing a murder mystery. So, lead your arguments with your key points. Business readers want clarity, not suspense.